Welcome to Current Radio's People Station. Please enjoy today's selection of news. So, Alex, do you remember waking up on Saturday mornings to watch H.R. Puffin Stuff or Land of the Lost? Oh, absolutely. Those shows were the highlight of my childhood weekends. And it's a sad day for us fans as Marty Croft, the co-creator of those shows, has passed away at 86. Indeed, it's a big loss. Marty, who was also known as the King of Saturday Mornings, had an illustrious career in children's television for over 50 years. And it wasn't just H.R. Puffenstuff and Land of the Lost, he was also behind other hits like The Bugaloos, Lidsville, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, and Pryor's Place. Right, and let's not forget his work in primetime programming. He was responsible for series such as DC Follies, The Donnie and Marie Show, The Brady Bunch Hour, and Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters. Yes, and his legacy extends beyond television. He even opened the world of Sid and Marty Croft Amusement Park in Atlanta in 1976. And remember those 25-foot-high puppets for NSYNC at the 2000 American Music Awards? That was him too. Definitely a man of many talents. And his contributions to the industry have been recognized with a Lifetime Achievement Emmy Award from the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences in 2018 and a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2020. Yes, and the outpouring of love and memories from friends and fans on social media shows just how much he meant to people. Brady Bunch star Maureen McCormick, for instance, shared a heartfelt tribute on Twitter. Marty is survived by his brothers Sid and Harry, three daughters, five grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. The family has not announced a service yet, but they've requested donations be made to Marley's Mutts in Marty's honor. From one television legend to another, we now turn our attention to a rock star who's been a larger-than-life figure both on and off the stage. He's known as the Prince of Darkness, and he's been making headlines again, this time for his candid reflections on life, aging, and mortality in a recent interview. Sarah, have you heard about Ozzy Osbourne's recent interview with Rolling Stone UK? I did, Alex, the Prince of Darkness himself, opening up about his thoughts on death. Quite sobering, really. Indeed. He seems to believe he has, at best, ten years left. Quite a statement from someone who's lived as hard and as fast as Ozzy. Absolutely, Alex. He even quipped to his wife, Sharon, about it, saying, How long do you want me to live for? But on a serious note, he also reflected on how time seems to speed up as you get older. Right. And he's been thinking about his friends who have passed away, too. He mentioned that all his drinking buddies are gone, and he's wondering why he's the last man standing. Kind of a somber reflection, isn't it? It is, Alex. But despite all this, Ozzy doesn't fear death. He said he doesn't want a long, painful existence, and he'd rather go to a place in Switzerland where it can be done quickly if he has a terminal illness. It's a very pragmatic view, don't you think? It is, Sarah. And let's not forget, he's had his fair share of health scares. He had to cancel all his performances and quit touring due to a spinal injury. He's had multiple surgeries, a Parkinson's disease diagnosis, and he said he's taking it one day at a time. Yes, Alex. Despite all this, he's hopeful about performing again if it's possible. He said he won't go up there looking for sympathy or do a half-hearted performance. It's quite admirable, really. It is, Sarah and he also expressed his gratitude to his fans, calling them his extended family. He hopes to do one last show to say thank you to them. That would be quite a moment, wouldn't it? 
Definitely, Alex. But one thing fans shouldn't hold their breath for is the return of the Osbournes. Ozzy has said that the reality show is unlikely to come back. But hey, we'll always have the reruns, right? From the world of music and personal reflections, we now turn our attention to a serious incident that has taken place in a federal prison in Arizona. This involves a figure whose name became synonymous with a global movement for racial justice. Let's delve into the details. In crime news, Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer convicted of murdering George Floyd, was stabbed in an Arizona prison. That's a heavy piece of news. Any word on his condition? Authorities say Chauvin is in stable condition and is expected to survive. The Minneapolis police chief and a spokesperson for the state attorney general's office confirmed this. I see. And the attack happened in the Federal Correctional Institution in Tucson, right? Yes, that's correct. Chauvin was seriously injured after another inmate attacked him. The prison is medium security, but there's been a lack of staff which has led to... A lack of security, you could say. Exactly. The Bureau of Prisons confirmed the attack occurred around 12.30pm on Friday. And no employees were injured during this incident, correct? That's right. They initiated life-saving measures for Chauvin, and he was transported to a local hospital for further treatment. And the FBI has been notified too, I believe. Yes, they have. Just a reminder, Chauvin was sentenced to 21 years in federal prison for violating George Floyd's civil rights. From a story of struggle behind bars, we now turn our attention to a different kind of struggle, one that takes place in the heart. In the world of music, even the brightest stars aren't immune to personal hardships. Let's dive into a journey of self-discovery, forgiveness, and the healing power of music. In the world of country music, Darius Rucker, the frontman for Hootie and the Blowfish, is opening up about his divorce. Oh yes, his split from his wife of 20 years, Beth Leonard, has been a journey of self-discovery for him, hasn't it? Indeed. In a recent episode of Apple Music's Today's Country Radio, he talked about how he's learned a lot about himself through the process. And he mentioned something about the importance of seeking help, especially in the black community, where it's often frowned upon. Yes. He emphasized that there are people willing to talk and help, which he found. And music, of course, has been his therapy. He wrote Never Been Over about his split, which he refers to as therapeutic. Yes. He said sometimes he even cries while singing it. But he also talked about the guilt surrounding his divorce and how he's learned to be more forgiving. And he has to be, right? He shares two kids with Leonard and he's adamant about life going on and making the best of it. Exactly. He's also expressed his admiration for Leonard, calling her a saint and a great mom. And despite the divorce, he's firm that they're still a family. He's not looking to date, but rather focusing on being the best dad he can be. 